Hello, everyone. Welcome to this next podcast episode of Career Changing in Your 20s, the podcast where we talk about the ups and downs of career changing, discuss different philosophies and mindsets around career changing, and we'll also bring on guests to discuss their own unique experiences and share insights into how they've navigated their careers in their 20s. So today we have my friend Yanni. We met in Boston when we were both doing management consulting, and now we're actually recording this together in the San Francisco Bay Area. So it's great to have you here, Yanni. Hey, Jeff. Thank you for having me on your podcast today. Really excited to see that you finally launched your own podcast. So excited to discuss my experience today. Thanks. Yeah. So today's episode is very much inspired by a recent career transition decision that Yanni had to go through. As for her background, she graduated in 2020 after studying econ and math and now has done management consulting for almost two and a half years and has actually gotten promoted twice already. So congrats on that success, Yanni. Thank you, Jeff. It's crazy to think that I've been working at the same place for the past two and a half years, and college does not feel that far away. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, excited to do this. So in this episode, we're going to talk about a career transition choice Yanni had to go through recently on whether or not to exit consulting. And also, we'll dive deeper into what success means for us as we navigate our 20s and make career decisions, and most importantly, choose what we want to do and how we prioritize those different factors of success and happiness. So to kick it off, let's give some background, Yanni, on exactly what you do in consulting. So do you mind giving a little bit of background on uh, what you do in consulting, the industries you work in, uh, the types of projects you do, and we'll go from there. Yeah, for sure. I work in management consulting, started right out of undergrad entry level as just entry level consultant. More recently, I've joined our retail and business banking group within the firm. So started as a generalist, but more recently found my group of people that I want to work with. Industry-wise, I work in the retail banking and payment space. And in terms of project, we do everything. Some of the work that I've worked on is pricing, product launch, and also just like due diligence type of work. So I think what we should dive into then is after typically two or three years of consulting, right? I think the stereotype is you try to exit consulting, you try to look for different exit ops. I think that's ultimately the reason why some people joined to begin with. So maybe you can give a little context on why did you join consulting from undergrad compared to maybe other career opportunities you were looking at? Yeah. So I was an econ and applied math major in undergrad. I, I knew I didn't want to do more applied math work. And most of my econ colleagues either went to banking or consulting. I actually interned in investment banking for my junior year summer internship. And, and we can dive deeper on why I ultimately chose consulting over banking next time. But I like the idea of consulting. You got a broad experience of doing different type of work, different project length. Travel was a big perk before this thing called COVID. And I think just generally like a mix of problem solving as well as just like people management type of skills that I wanted to gain out of consulting. Mm-hmm. Okay, thanks. Yeah, that's really helpful. So I guess after uh, a couple years in, when did you start getting kind of reached out to by recruiters or other roles? Or when did you start looking yourself at other things? Not necessarily to leave, but just like wanting to understand 
what opportunities are out there? Yeah, so I think when I first joined consulting, um, like you said, most people leave after two to three years. So in the back of my head, I was thinking, okay, like let me just get through the first two years, and I will start to think about if I want to exit and what I want to do next. So it actually came pretty naturally when recruiters started emailing me. I don't know how they found my work email, but they would email me or a lot of LinkedIn outreach. And then sometimes once in a while, I have friends who are also just telling me that their companies are recruiting. So it all came pretty naturally with people telling me what opportunities are next. And I wasn't looking that much. I I wasn't going out of my way to look for those opportunities. What kind of opportunities were kind of coming to you then? Like, could you categorize them in, 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 in some way? Yeah, so a lot of private equity roles, a lot of business, like business analysts, growth strategy, strategy type of role. And then more ever since moving to the Bay Area from Boston, a lot of the industries were mainly like tech focus. Some startups here and there, business ops, role and startups more specifically. Yeah, that that is mm-hmm. kind of what I'm remembering. Okay, Although I would sense. say, I will say most of the times when I got those emails, I <laughs> don't look as deep into it. It's pretty much like, oh, okay, cool. Going back to my Excel PowerPoint work. So why why was that the case? I guess why why were they not interesting enough for you to look at? Because there there were some roles that you looked a little deeper into later on, right? So yeah, yeah, I think. Usually, if I don't know the company, and let me put it this so, way. So, brand, brand, or... Yeah, like brand, brand, I mean, and, brand's a big one. And um, do you already have, get a sense of, like, the total comp, or is it always more like the type of work that they're advertising was not interesting to you? Things like that. Yeah, I think in the back of my head, I still felt that I wanted to stay in consulting mm-hmm. until at least my second promotion. Okay. So in my head, it had to be a really attractive role for me to want to look into it to get a coffee chat or apply. And I guess it's just that the emailing that I've gotten, it there was not enough information for me to feel that it will be a good role. Mm-hmm. And that's why I never took the steps to say I want to yeah. do it reply yeah so the bar is already high and you and you and you like consulting already yeah 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 i like consulting enough it will have to be something really good for me to want to switch okay so let's dive into the actual kind of career transition decision you had to make so i understand a large private equity had reached out to you on linkedin for an operations role in their practice so just for context there's typically two roles, right, in private equity. One is the deal team and investor role. And the other one is at some companies, they have an operations practice or an operations group um, that helps support more of the portfolio companies. So I think it was more of the latter that reached out to you, right, in the operations group. That's so, tell us a little, so tell us a little bit about that process. They reached out to you. Why were you interested in them? And then tell us a little bit about that interview process and ultimately getting the final offer. Yeah. So thank you for giving the background. So this company reached out 
And the company name is the name that I recognize because I know someone who had left my current company to work there. And it is a prestigious PE company name. So I was more interested. And like I said, I did intern in banking for a summer, although I, I don't feel super confident in my finance skill. So uh, when I saw that this role was on the operations team, I was more interested in understanding what it is. And it also helped that at the time I had friends who were looking into PE operations team. So I was curious to just learn more of what it is. So I yet said yes to an intro call to understand the role. I was connected with a associate at that company to just like have like an initial call to understand what it is. And then from there, the interview process was multiple rounds of interview with the operations team, first with the most junior staff, and then the next three rounds of interview was with VPs and partners at that company. The interview process was relatively smooth. It was it was a lot of rounds. It was more yeah. more than expected, but relatively smooth in the sense that I had a buddy who was helping me through and prepping me before each round of interview. And the cases that I had to interview were, I would say, pretty similar to what I've done before in consulting cases. So mm-hmm. it wasn't anything surprising for me. Okay, so that makes sense. And I think high level... Can you tell us a little bit about the pros and cons of both the consulting role versus the private equity role across the different kind of buckets that you were considering? Yeah, for sure. So when I first got the offer, I was extremely happy, obviously. And then as I was making a decision, well, I actually make a slide to compare the pros and cons of the two options. You know, I'm a consultant. I make a lot mm-hmm. of slides. So I think a few areas that I had listed in my slide or categories I was considering was first comp, like pretty straightforward to work-life balance, something that I personally care about a lot, career growth versus exit opportunities, and then work culture and work enjoyment. And then after then is other perks. So for example, like MBA sponsorship versus like prestige uh, slash like flexibility and location. And then finally, I, I have one bucket in my slide that was happiness, which kind of just cover everything <laughs> that I just said. So so help us walk it through then for each of the categories, high level, like what is good about consulting versus uh, private equity for, for each of those that you that you noticed? Yeah, for sure. So starting with Calm, this private equity company would be paying me a lot more than my consulting role. Mm -hmm. especially if we're looking at a three-year program and Mm -hmm. with a co-investment opportunity. Money will be looking a lot more attractive in this private Mm -hmm. equity firm. Work-life balance-wise, I've talked to associates in the team right now. In general, it feels like the private equity company will have slightly better work-life balance than what I'm doing. However, I do think my current consulting role, the company has been putting a bigger effort into improving work-life balance and 
it does feel like something I can control for someone who's been here for two plus years, knowing how to do the job, knowing how to mm-hmm. manage expectations, you know, managing outward managing the partners mm-hmm. and managers. So to me, work-life balance felt pretty equal. Neutral. It's different, yeah. but equal. Career growth wise, for consulting, I think I needed sponsorships from partners if I was I was to continue staying. Well, it is early, but thinking of wanting to stay in consulting for one or two more years as you move up to manager role, when you try to push for a principal, you need sponsorships from the team to support you. And it is, I think in consulting, you're still going pretty broad. You, I am aligned in the industry, but still the type of work that I'll be doing is still pretty broad versus for this PE company, it is pretty focused on tech and focusing on like operations of a tech, which is pretty specific. It felt that I will be deeper. I'll, I'll be diving deeper into the topic versus covering broader and more topics in consulting. And again, around mentorship compared to sponsorship, need different partners. I think I would get a good amount of mentorship from senior level people from the team in this P role. Overall, I think career growth wise, again, uh, is different, but both are great. Both are good options. So again, pretty cool here. Yeah. In terms of work environment, I really like my current company. Our San Francisco office is smaller compared to other office locations, but it's a tight knit group. I'm friends with all my coworkers, hanging out at work. I like them a lot. I like the senior people that I've connected with in the office. I like the people I've worked with. Once in a while here and there, you meet someone who is, you know, like maybe not my type of people. But overall, I would say I really like the people at yeah. the current consulting Just role. like with most places. Yeah. Yep. And then I think for the PRO, from the people I've met from recruiting, they all seem very nice. They seem to care. They seem like cool people that I could like working with. It was just, I did not know enough to say for sure that I will like working with them. But again, in this one, I would say like both were fine. My current company mm-hmm. just more certainty with P yeah. is I'm, I'm, I'm doing something new. That makes sense. And then next is other perks. So with consulting, a few opportunities I was looking into as perks of consulting is one MBA sponsorship if that's something that I want to do currently I think I'm leaning toward not getting MBA but it's nice to have the option there (laughs) two they have a program where they could transfer you to an office in another country where we have locations in that is something really attractive to me because I've always wanted to work in Asia given just my background and then also just flexibility in taking a leave of absence up to six months when you need to, which is also attractive to me if I ever want to just like take a break from work to do traveling or star, you know, like star something like a podcast, like what you're doing. Mm-hmm. And then also they have opportunity for you to take a leave to work on a nonprofit and getting paid a portion of your pay. So I think all those were pretty good perks about consulting at my current company. 
And eventually that became one of the reasons I decided to stay. Yeah. And then with the PE company, I think to me, the biggest draw is the prestige. It is a good name. It's a brand name. It's PE. People know like PE is hard. Right. And I think that will be helpful for career options later on, knowing like having that name on my resume and knowing that I've gone through the program. And then um, they don't sponsor MBA right now. I know people who've gone, who finished that associate program and gone to MBA and they would help with letter of recommendation, but MBA is not something that they're sponsoring right now. Mm-hmm. And then next, in terms of location, I like that my current company has the flexibility of letting me work in any office, any city they have office in. To me personally, lifestyle-wise, it's pretty important for me to be in a city, especially in my my mid-20s. Yeah, okay. So maybe if I can summarize here for a bit, right? The PE firm had prestige. People know BuySide. People want to go to BuySide, whether from banking or even consulting. Uh, The pay was much higher, especially when you look three, four years out. But from the consulting side, it seems like a lot of the kind of the maybe softer categories is what drew you back to staying at your current firm, right? So kind of your life outside of work was really important for you and your your potential for other opportunities, whether abroad, working at a broad office, a nonprofit fellowship abroad, or potentially an MBA sponsorship. Those were the things that you really want to get out of, not just the consulting career, but also in life. So I think that was a really important lesson learned, right, for you. And when we were talking about this before is how did you prioritize certain things over others? Because I think when we grow up in kind of the education system, success and happiness is pretty, pretty defined for us. You're supposed to be getting straight A's. You want to get to a good college. Everything is ranked growing up. And when you enter the workforce after college, things become a lot more ambiguous and you start to have to define those rankings by yourself. So it was really interesting to hear about this from you, Yanni, is how did you define success and happiness here? It's not necessarily pay and prestige, which is what we talked about, right? Coming out of college, that's very much what everyone thinks. Mm -hmm. But as we're getting older and into our mid or late 20s, We start Mm -hmm. to prioritize other things in life, like our lifestyle, where we're living, and other opportunities. So maybe talk a little bit about that transition for you um, and how that mindset and when did you really realize that mindset change happened? Yeah, exactly. I think everything you said was spot on. Completely agree, like right out of college, like prestige, money, what other people think of you was really, I, I care about that a lot when I was right out of college, right? Um, I think most of us do. And I guess throughout, maybe after pandemic, being away from family, just like meeting friends and like making meaningful relationships on the way, growing, like living as an adult more independently, all of these things change me without me knowing it. So I didn't I didn't really think about like, oh, like what is happiness? Like what do I want out of a career? Like what do I want out of a job? I think like getting this job offer like forced me to think about 
what are my priorities, which is it all worked out. I think at the time of making the decision, I was really stressed. But now looking back, I'm really thankful for the opportunity of getting this job offer and forcing me to like think through what are my priorities, like what do I care about? And it's not prestige and it's not money. It yeah. is the relationships around me. It is my health, both mental health and physical health. It is what I do outside of work. Obviously, I care about, like, I, we do spend a lot of time on work, like working, and that is a big portion of our lives. But also, I value things like hobbies, like interests, and things, activities I do outside of work. So that's really important to me. And yeah, and then I also think yeah. like, maybe for some people, they care a lot about like the, the value they get from the work they produce. I think with the new, the current Gen Z population or such, maybe people do less, maybe I don't know, like some people work to make money so they can sustain the lifestyle they want. Or there are people who really enjoy like working and seeing what they produce. Like they feel very achieved when they close the deal or make uh, a ton of money. <laughs> okay. Wait, um, what, what's your point here? Sorry. So like with the Gen Z mindset, I think, I think, what, what's your point? Yeah, here? yeah. I think with the Gen Z population, we are more prioritizing ourselves, mental health and lifestyle versus the accomplishment from work. Okay. Yeah, that's fair. That makes sense. I think the key takeaway here is that like there's no right answer, right? Like I think a lot of people would have chosen the private equity job, right? If they were in your shoes, a lot of people probably would have stayed in consulting as well. So I think there's no right answer here. If it wasn't clear for everyone, like Yanni is staying at her current role in consulting and did not choose a private equity offer. So I'm curious, high level, like what's next for you staying in this consulting role? Are you currently currently trying to pursue those other opportunities that you were mentioning abroad? And and, and what, where do you see yourself after this consulting role as well? Or do you want to stay yeah. until partner? Yeah, I don't know. The partner feels too far from now, but mm-hmm. I think currently I want to stay for at least two more years. I'm going to take my time for the next promotion. Some people make manager in a year, but I'm not trying to do that. So I really want to just work on having good work-life balance while learning and doing good work. So I think I, if plan doesn't change, I will stay in my current role for my current company for maybe two more years and then decide whether I want to exit after. Mm-hmm. It's funny that uh, it goes like two years and then another two years and then next thing you know, yeah. you're, you're in this company forever. <laughs> in terms of opportunities, I am looking to see if I could transfer to our Singapore office for a year. So that is application is happening in the background. I should mm-hmm. find out in the next month or so okay. whether that's going to happen. And then if it doesn't work out, there is this nonprofit consulting company called TechnoSurf. They basically help, they place fellows abroad, so outside of the U.S., to work on nonprofit consulting. That's something I've looking in, I've been looking into. So that may be something I do either later this year or after I come back from Singapore, if that goes through. Yeah. So looking into a lot of options, you know, like after working for two and a half years, I do 
want a break or like try something new, but rather than going to a new role, it might just be trying something new within my within my current company. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, that's really insightful. Really cool to hear your experience, your thought processes. I'm sure there's a lot of people out there going through the exact same thing you are. They probably maybe don't even know that there's these other opportunities at their consulting firms as well. So I'm sure people can look into that as well. That's really insightful for your career specifically, Yanni. If we talk about happiness in general, what's your take on redefining happiness and how that's changed as you've gone through not just a few years in consulting, but also through this reflection and and career transition that you were kind of debating the last few months? Yeah, I would say around the time where I got this offer, it was also a few months before I turned 25. So I had a whole quarter life crisis, um, just like figuring out like what I want to do with my career, what I want to do with my relationship, what I want to do, like where do I want to live, and like just like who who I am as a person, like what I want to achieve when I'm 25. And I would say like now I'm in a much better mindset. I think I've learned that like what my priorities are for me is health, is the relationships around me, both family and friends, and is experiences. So to me is traveling, seeing the world, talking to locals from different cultures, all of that. And then finally being able to make a positive impact and making the world a better place, no matter what scale it is. Mm-hmm. So I think you. So, what's different about your experience is like you really want to have a, a, a more global career experience. Is that fair yeah. to say? I, I think so. And if it doesn't work out, it doesn't have to be career only. I, I do enjoy traveling and seeing the world and understanding people from different cultures and seeing yeah. things that are new to me. So personally, that's pretty important to me. Uh, just like getting out of my comfort zone and like being more knowledgeable on what's happening around mm-hmm. the world. So I think that is to say that after gone through this like difficult career decision and having gone through my quarter life crisis, mm-hmm. I understand myself better and it's make my life happier in general. Yeah. I guess, what do you have? I think that's a very common experience, right? Like I've, you know, also going through that, you know, whether before or also now, I, there's a lot of other people who kind of have that thought process around this time in their careers and in their life as well. So I guess like what kind of advice or tips do you have for people? Like how should they think about it? And maybe what kind of frameworks can they use to objectively look at their life and like figure out what's important to them? Yeah, so I don't know if this works for everyone, like this might stress you out even more, but as I was going through this decision process, I seek like advice from mentors at work. And one of the advice that I got from one of my favorite female partners is she asked me, what do I want in 10 years? And I was like, what? Like, I, I don't even know what I'm doing next year. Like, how, how do I figure out what I want in 10 years? Mm-hmm. And she was like, no, no, no. Like, don't think about right now. Don't think about next year. Think about where do you see yourself in 10 years? If 10 years is too long, think about five years. Where, where, where do you want to be? Do you want to live in a city? Do you want to be in the suburbs? Do you want to be in the U.S. Mm-hmm. Uh, or like somewhere else? Do you 
want a family by then? Do you mm-hmm. um, want to be at the work at the place where you're managing people? Do you want a lot of independence, or do you want to work for someone and work a say like a nine to five job? Like what what do you want? Like some of those questions. It doesn't have to be like what job you're at or role you'll be doing. It can be what type like what type of things do you seek from work, and that was really helpful for me. So I went through the exercise and thought about what I will want when I'm 30 year old. What yeah. are things that are important to me? Like, where do I see myself? Like, what will I be doing then? Then that I could say I'm happy and have done a good job. Mm-hmm. And from there, that's when once I've done the exercise of like imagining where I want to be in my 30, I went back and looked at what I need to do now or like what I want to do now to get myself there. Mm-hmm. And that's when I realized like money and prestige aren't that important to me compared to the other categories I was thinking about. Yeah. Yeah. That's a really powerful exercise. I think to everyone that's different, right? There's no right answer here. And all these categories, yeah. it just depends on how you prioritize it. So exactly. Yeah, that's really, that's really good. So I think that pretty much wraps up all the topics we we're going to talk about. This was a really cool episode, Yanni. Um, really great experience, really unique. And I hope people got a lot out of it. Thank you so much for having me on your episode, Jeff. I had a lot of fun recording and sharing my experiences. And then I think one last thing that I want to say to whoever listening is if you're making a hard decision, whether it's about your career or something else, know that it's all going to work out. I think a lot of times there isn't necessarily a best decision or a better decision. Is what you make of it and is what happens after that matters. Just think of it. I think of it as having multiple universe and this is a path that I end up ended up taking on. So yeah, good luck to whatever decision you're making. And I just know it's all going to work out. So thanks everyone for listening to this episode. I hope you stick around on this continuous podcast adventure that I'm going through. Please subscribe on whatever platform you're listening to. Feel free to email me any topic suggestions at careerchangingingyour20s at gmail.com. Or if you also think you have a great lesson learned that you want to share or a topic you want me to discuss. So we'll continue to bring on really cool guests like Yanni here. And uh, cheers. Happy listening. Happy listening.